This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Uh, before we get started, I watched uh, Die Hard the other day because, yeah, it's Christmas. Yeah, it's time for miracles. But I've been doing that wrong the whole time. I was listening to him. He just comes out of nowhere. Hans! <laughs> yeah, even that's not great. So, Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. <laughs> You could, All right, uh, you could you could do this... the you could do the Ellis version. Welcome Hans, Hans, Bobby, Sh- Bobby, shot first. <laughs> That's more like uh, you sound like what's his face there? Walking, yeah, yeah. I can't. <laughs> I, I I don't know that I ever could do impressions, but everything devolves now into either either that or uh, Travolta or. Uh, Tony Montana. Bye bye, Bird. Mr. Gata. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, this week we're talking about The Crow. Time to take me The song plays for like five seconds, too. That's the hilarious part. And then it's in the credits, obviously. But... Yeah, it's in the end credits. Yeah. Because yeah. it's time to take her home. Um,. Yeah, well, this movie is—it's not a Christmas movie at all. But what the hell? Yeah, well, I mean, just there's time this, for Halloween. Well, <laughs> the yeah. there, there are a lot of, uh, of allegories. Crosses. There's a lot of allegory here for for Jesus. And believing in angels is the tagline. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, Every see. time a crow kills someone, an angel gets its wing. Yeah, that that was in the the sequel to. Yeah, Crow City of Angels. It's, it's a, it's a wonderful life, the revenge. Yeah, mm-hmm. he actually does jump off the bridge and dies. Yeah, and comes back as the haunts, haunts some people, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, this movie came out in 1994, and oh boy, did it. Um, sure did. It's directed by Alex Proyas. Proyas? I don't know. Uh, based on the comic book by James O'Barr. Screenplay by David J. Chow. Chow? Chow? Screenplay also by John Shirley. Starring Brandon Lee, Michael Wincott, Rochelle Davis, Ernie Banks, <laughs> Ernie Hudson, mm-hmm. Tony Todd, uh, I don't know who D- else. David Patrick Kelly, Bai Ling, mm-hmm. uh, John Polito. <laughs> Are you John sure it's P- not Ray Bolita? It's, I'm, yeah. I mean, it could be. Maybe he was originally supposed to be the, the, the asshole chief slash detective uh, john bolito that he played is that the guy who played jerry's landlord uh, landlord in seinfeld no, <laughs> with the, with no that's not him. i don't know but that guy's been in a million things so. yeah he's in a geico commercial now are you sure he's not in seinfeld alex with the coat uh, well, and he thinks his wife's sleeping with him with the fur coat oh you mean that guy yeah. Oh yeah, that's him, the pawn shop okay. guy. Yeah, that guy. 
Oh, okay. I was thinking of the uh, the stupid chief, the detective that keeps uh, busting oh, no. Ernie Hudson's balls. That guy's in a Geico commercial. Yeah, he also yeah, he's like the Edward James almost lookalike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Edward James almost has it. Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right, um, this was on whose list? Scott? This was on my list. Mm -hmm. All right. What's your history with this? So I never saw this uh, in theaters. Uh, Did not see this until, I think, DVD when I was an adult. uh, In my my early, early 20s. So I missed out on all of the... The, the, the super cool kids that were dressing up like this for Halloween back in... Oh, the super in, cool kids. Yeah, like yeah. a bunch of 12 and 13 year olds running around like... So cool. <laughs> Them and Sting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sting made a career out of it. <laughs> oh, God. Wrestling is like the most amazing thing that's ever happened to... You know, <laughs> but, um, so you got to thank the Grecos and the Romans yeah, for that. Yeah, I do. What do you do? Uh... So, yeah, I finally wanted to sit down to see what the big deal was about this. Um, I, of course, I already knew about you know, what had happened to Brandon Lee on, on the set here, tragically. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, as a fan of Michael Wincott, a uh, fan of Tony Todd and Ernie Hudson. So, but yeah, see, see what the big deal was about. And uh, I, I remember watching it the first time and being like, yeah, that was fine. <laughs> And yeah. uh, watching it again, I think I probably liked it a little bit more. Um, but but yeah, still, uh, I, I can I can kind of see what the big deal was about this. So that, well, maybe we'll talk more about this. This this was doing a lot of shit that like would be the hallmark of, of other '90s movies. Um, first, like I don't remember other movies like doing this. So this is this is before some of the stuff in like The Usual Suspects. Before Bad Boys, uh, like before you know Michael Bay, put put his his uh, his thumb down, his uh, his foreskin down. I don't know how you want to phrase that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, definitely, uh, you know, before the the Matrix, uh, as far as like how people are dressed in this in this fucking movie. Um, yeah, it was actually doing a lot of things first, not necessarily doing them well, but it was doing them first. <laughs> So, so I feel like the movie does deserve credit for that much. Yeah. Yeah, and this is also a comic book yeah, movie that, before they were yeah, admitting yeah. that they were comic book movies, right? These things would come out and they wouldn't say, like, from the based on the graphic novel or the comp. Because mm-hmm. comic books were cool still, right? And yeah. so well, well, not only, it's one of those... Not only that, but like this, this isn't even, like, X-Men level. Like, nobody knows. Like, I don't know anybody that's read The Crow. Or has ever right. talked it's about a, reading it. It's also to a lesser extent like what's it called? The Wesley Snipes um oh, uh, the vampire. Blade. Blade. Well those weren't advertised as comic book movies either either. Did Blade come out before this? Let me check that out. Because I feel like there's probably around on. the same time. So Blade came out in ninety eight. Yeah. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. Still, this is so that's both before X Men and Spider Man. I mean, you had you had Batman, and that was it. You didn't have the X Men yet. You didn't have Spider Man uh, yet. I think I think at one point we had uh, we had the Phantom with uh... sure <laughs> back up Billy Zane. Yeah, Billy Zane. Yeah. Treat Williams as the bad guy. Yeah. Um, no, right. He's the well, substitute. Uh... <laughs> I'll go next. Kind of the same thing. I did not see this in the theaters. I remember being a big deal. I did watch it, though, 
when it came out on home video. I do remember watching it, and it was like it was all right. I think I saw it like a like a sleepover or something. Like my friends were hanging out, and this was one of the movies we were watching. So I didn't really get to pay too much attention to it, but it was just the visuals and the music, you know, oh, this is the Stone Temple Pilots movie. <laughs> oh man, this is this is the Cure movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when he puts on the, the makeup and they start playing the Cure, I was like, oh. Paint my face like Robert Smith. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember, and like I said, it was one of those movies that later on with The Matrix and this is where all the goth kids, everyone was starting to wear their black leather and trench coats, and this is kind of the first one. And if if mm-hmm. if Evanescence had been around, <laughs> yes, hundred percent, that would have been like the song for this movie. The resurrection <laughs> song. Wake me up, wake me <laughs> up inside. He's digging his way out of the grave. Yeah. I can't wake up. Uh, but after I saw it the once, I did not see it again until just a couple of days ago. So yeah, I I, I feel gonna... like this this didn't get like the same kind of uh, syndication as a lot of movies like this did. Am I, am I wrong about that? Like I don't, I don't remember this ever like popping up like too much on on cable, basic or otherwise. Yeah, yeah, that could have that could have been due to uh, Brandon's death, Brandon Lee's death. Yeah, which I guess just for people I'm sure know, but if you're a younger viewer, that yeah, the, just like what happened recently with um, yes, yeah, sad, sadly relevant. We did, we did not pick this movie because of it, but yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah, Brandon Lee was sadly killed with a gun misfire on a during the end of this movie. Oh, I'll elaborate in a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I was reading up on exactly what happened there too. It was pretty freaking crazy. Like so unfortunate. So many bad mm-hmm. <laughs> luck things. Um. But yeah, so he was filmed at the very, toward the very end, and they just kind of made the movie without him. I filmed a couple scenes with you know around him, and yeah, at, at, at the risk of, of sounding a little ghoulish, um, it is interesting uh, trivia that that one of the guys that that they used as a body double and then kind of CGI'd his face, which is another kind of hallmark thing this movie was doing. Um, yeah. it's it's again, I mean, like it, it's sad that this is how <laughs> how this became kind of a, a mainstream thing, but. Um, He's actually a stunt guy that went on to direct John Wick, like uh, Michael Stolansky. Mm. Stolansky, I got forgotten his last name. But, uh, yeah, Samsonite. Yeah, just a weird thing. Like at one point, he was a. They they had him do this weird body double work for an actor that died, and then one day he's directing Keanu Reeves and <laughs> this almost fifties as an action star, like yeah, mm-hmm. making a bajillion dollars. Yeah, and yeah, also the whole story without you know it's Brandon Lee, son of Bruce Lee, who also died. Yeah, like that's the weird. Movie. That's the weirdest part of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. fucking crazy. All right, uh, Alex, your history with this movie? Uh, I saw it in the movie theaters because my dad and I are huge Bruce Lee fans, and we all we all saw um, showed it in Little Tokyo. So it's like you know what? Okay, <laughs> let's give Brandon Lee a shot in this starring role. And then we were devastated when we heard the news that he had passed away on the set and everything, but they were still releasing the movie. So we went to see it. Yeah, it was bittersweet. I still like it. All right. Did you guys ever see the other movie with him? It was like Rapid Fire or something like that? Yes. 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 I remember watching that on like HBO. Like, <laughs> not in theaters, but year. HBO. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Rapid Fire. I forgot about that. I never saw it, but I remember the commercials, and I wanted to see it. But it I, it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't I I'd have to stand and watch it again, but I do not remember that being you know, like great. Uh, 
Well, it sounds like a movie one of you guys should nominate. Well, Jeff, don't say things you can't take back. <laughs> yeah. This is your fault now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, we can, well, just, that? We can just do uh, Showdown on Tokyo again. No. <laughs> yes. We've done it twice now. Well, then. When I was going through, it came up twice in our titles. You have the largest penis I've ever seen. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Well, as usual, we're going to talk about this movie. We're each going to give seven. Jesus, how do I normally say this? We're going to talk about seven items from the movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. Alex, or sorry, Scott, what's your number seven? Uh, So, my number seven really touches upon some of the stuff we were just talking about. Um, this, This one gets kind of meta here um you just, just want to talk about like how all the, all the more tragic um i i think it might might be a bit of a stretch to say this would have launched brandon lee up into like a higher like star tier or whatever um but this definitely would have like landed him other stuff like this this would have maybe not made him a lister but but dropped like <laughs> brought him up from the likes of rapid fire um, you know, mm-hmm. like he, he's doing some some decent acting in this. Um, he's showing a little more range, certainly than in like Rapid Fire. Um, shows that, that he does have some charisma here. Um, again, maybe, maybe he wouldn't have been an A-lister, but um, he definitely would have had a shot at some other bigger, better things, um, which which is all the the sadder. Um, and uh, you know, he he would have had obviously this. Uh, to to his resume, which is uh, definitely an, an interesting uh, entry into to, to the kind of action genre, um, especially at this point. And, and again, uh, he he would have uh, been something of a, a I don't know uh, maybe a, a cult action movie star, if if nothing else. Um, you know, now he pretty much has this. Um, so yeah, it, it, the whole thing is, is is very sad, tragic. I mean, he was only twenty eight. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's. I um, actually thought he was younger than that because this is one of his first movies. I assumed he got in pretty young, but um, still, yeah, terrible. And I, I have more to say about his acting. I think he definitely hits and misses in this. Movie. Yes, yes. It's not. It's not. <laughs> a, it's it's kind of an, a, uneven, but uh, yeah. he's definitely emoting a lot more than he was in say. Big trouble, big trouble, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Showdown Little Tokyo. <laughs> Showdown Little Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, I'll go next. And so my list, this movie is kind of, it's just, it's, it's more about the, what this movie affected more than the scenes itself. So it's just going to be weird. I'm going to say I already mentioned it, the whole Sting thing. I can't think of this movie <laughs> and, and wrestling and not think like how this guy, one of the most popular wrestlers of all time, Changed his whole gimmick oh, to like paint him to be to be the crow. I mean, he wasn't, but he yeah, was. He I was mean, the he's, fucking crow. Yeah, he, he used to look like Ultimate Warrior, and all of a sudden, this movie comes out, and now he's wearing a black leather coat, the white painted face, the black you know black markings and highlights, greased hair, greased long hair. It was so freaking ridiculous. I just they're tied, and I just I didn't. And okay, he he held on to that gimmick. Forever, well, last, like, long yeah. time. And they like they would cut to him, and he'd be like on top of buildings and shit. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. so good. I think he had a like a baseball bat, right? If I remember correctly. 
Um, I, I don't remember. Yeah. I wasn't a big WCW guy, but like still, yeah. I just know it was always there. And God. and like he held on to it. That's another thing. He changed and then just stuck. Like yeah, yeah. 2000, I think he still wrestles every once in a while at some main events, and he's still going with it. I'm like, yeah. all right. Did, did, he, did he take off the, the trench coat? Because wrestling in that thing had to be just awful. <laughs> I think, but I think he had like a leather type. Um, oh, yeah. He did have a baseball bat. Leather undersuit of some kind. I don't even remember. I think he had some kind of leather oh, jumpsuit type thing. Rashes every every. <laughs> I think rashes are the least of these yeah, wrestlers' problem. <laughs> or they have other types of rashes. Anyway, like, Alex can't can't, can't break kayfabe. He's just gotta <laughs> yeah be silent. Uh, yeah, it, it's the thing that hit me hardest and that sucks the most about this movie. It's yeah, the passing of Brandon Lee and. Uh, Completely preventable, again. And it was due to, uh, I wouldn't say, I don't want to say a lazy prop master, but he, uh, from what I read, the prop master left home, er, left the set early for the shoot, and then he left his apprentice to handle the rest of the shooting, and this was when they were filming the flashback sequence, which was one of the last things that they were that they were shooting. And uh, I guess the the kid didn't know didn't have enough experience. He didn't know to check the barrel for any debris or obstructions, and he just loaded it up with a blank, and it it still fired whatever was obstructing the barrel, whatever was there, at uh, Brandon Lee, and hit him in the abdomen. So like this is yeah. tragic on on several levels. Like mm-hmm. like yeah, maybe the, the some some poor stupid kid whose job this was that didn't know any better. Um, the I mean obviously the most tragic thing is, is Brandon Lee dying, but um the the actor, like, feel fucking awful for that guy. Like he's he's just doing his job, like and he he basically yeah. kills a dude. Like, yeah, like you, how you trust people to hand you something and say yeah, this is how, safe, you can do this. Yeah, it's and not then... it's it's like I can't even imagine any circumstance where the actor should ever be like responsible for like the final check on that stuff. Like because it's not their job. I agree. I agree. But I also read that the actors are trained based on camera angles. You should never still directly point the point gun. At it, yeah. Person. You, well, you know, because it's two D, right? You don't have to be aiming it right. You aim to the left or the right, and they won't pick it up on film. And the actor didn't do that. So, like I said, it was a bunch of things. Or if he would have done that correctly, which he still be should be instructed by the stunt master or gun master on set. And yeah, the guy from the scene the night before or two days before, there was a leftover bullet or something left in the barrel. And then when the blanks mm-hmm. were in there, which and the blanks are two times more powerful than a normal round or something as far as too much as gunpowder or something. Yeah, it's just... <sighs> yeah, the, the, reading reading the, some of the trivia, like apparently like half the crew was coked up. Like they were, they were cutting all kinds of corners to, to save money. Um... I don't know if that direct, directly led to any of this, but it certainly created like a, a, a an atmosphere, a culture on that set where people Unsafe people didn't care. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. weren't weren't super concerned about certain things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, and it sucks. It's not like this is the last time this has ever happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. No. Where they said a bunch of rules were changed and Hollywood got a lot safer after that, but not safe enough, I guess, because shit still is happening. I know. But, 
It, it makes, right. it, makes uh, me, it makes me like not as like uh, um, critical when they in movies now when it's clearly CGI gunfire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With, that's what I don't understand. Like nowadays, like, especially after the Alec Baldwin thing, there is no reason ever. I don't see to be having real guns in in movies anymore. Yeah, just have like really good quality airsoft guns that you can still see the action of them because of the uh, what's it call it? What kind of gas is it again? Like CO two. Yeah, CO two. Uh, so they they look convincing enough, and just yeah, in post, just do the the. Um, the flash, yeah, sparks I mean, coming out, and that's it. They can do all of it. I mean, if they could yeah. do goddamn space battle, all this shit, they can do a little gunfire. It's like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So it's going to cost more money, obviously, because it's a lot easier just to have a <laughs> a real gun on set, shoot it, and it's done. But I mean, I, I wonder anyway. about that though, like because because I've seen like shitty sci-fi movies where they they only use the CGI gunfire. So I gotta imagine that it's actually got to be cheaper. Well, because they're using Sometimes. lasers and shit, though, right? No, no, no. Like yeah. actual like guns, yes. they just put they put it in rather than shooting real, like well, fake rounds. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I would assume don't... it's cheap. Yeah, you might not what? have to hire like a prop master. Yeah, there's has, there's like a whole like, like cottage experience industry around that stuff. Insurance yeah. is yeah. probably cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's probably a lot like a lot of reasons yeah. why. It, maybe it's about the same price. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe nowadays that's just an easy if, oh, Adobe After effect. You just <laughs> drag over the gun. Gunfire. I've done it a couple times. It's pretty easy. See? It, it still takes some work and finessing and stuff, but yeah. All right, where are we at? Uh, Scott number six. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> as I was watching, I, I was struck by something... Uh, like in scene after scene in this movie was that this movie felt like it was one long music video. Yeah. And then, then I looked at the trivia and I was looking at the director, Alex Proyas. Proyas. And yeah, the guy directs music videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, it's it's rare that I'm like this vindicated <laughs> in my, my analysis of anything. Um, yeah, just yeah. Laura said it ten minutes into the movie. She's like, "This is just one giant long music yeah, video." Yeah, just I'm like, like yeah. the, the constant flashbacks. Like at one point, like toward the end, he's having another one of his flashback when with him and his his girlfriend, and all of a sudden they're in like in a flat. They're like in a flower field. Um, like it was it was very like Korean <laughs> karaoke drama thing going on uh, in, in the background. Uh, but yeah, just the the way everything was shot and, and cut. Yeah, just it felt like one. Uh, and yeah, sure enough, uh, that that was the <laughs> that's the director's mo. Uh, so yeah, like it, it's almost too bad that like the music didn't really track with all that stuff that was going on. Yeah, uh, I know. It could have been a bit more prominent. Otherwise, it would have definitely been. <laughs> Definitely been a music video. Mm-hmm. That was my um, number six. Okay, my number six is like, once again this movie affected Sting. Also affected, I guess, hot topic and everything all out there. The goth <laughs> clothing trend and all those people dressing up in this shit, and then they, you know, him dressing up in the movie, and then just how this affected pop culture. I don't know if it's pop culture, but some kind of culture. The goth culture. 
of uh, our school. I mean, this came out, like I said, right when we're in high school and people were definitely saw this movie and were like, I want to be like the crow. <laughs> I want to die. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get thrown out of the building. That's it. The goth clothing. It's my number six. The, the, the makeup does look a lot like Heath Ledger's Joker. A little bit. Especially yeah, towards the end of the movie too. when it's been running yeah. and stuff a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's mostly around the mouth, but yeah, it's, it reminded me a lot of Heath Ledger. Stole it. Nolan steals from the best. Mm-hmm. Alex, number six. My number six is, I know there was, you know, this movie was relatively low budget for the time. I think it was just $23 million. But I, I don't, and they had some cool, some cool quote-unquote effects at the time that, you know, kind of don't hold up, but they were, you know, still good. But I could have used the crow being more supernatural than he was. I know they did some stuff where they, they sped up the film when he went out the window and they had that shot of him, like, almost like a Matrix-style shot when he's doing that long jump off the building mm-hmm. or whenever he's just running across the buildings. That stylized look really cool. Uh, but yeah, I could I could have done with a bit more supernatural stuff coming out of the crow. Was was or out of Eric Eric Draven? Does Does anybody know if in the comic he's supposed to have like super strength or anything? I do not know. Because other than like the yeah, regeneration thing and the the weird part that never explained where he like cleanses the one woman of of uh, morphine, mm-hmm. like he doesn't. Doesn't really have any superpowers. <laughs> well, is he turning invisible and stuff, or is he just Batman? With his like, he's... every time he turns around, he's gone. I think he's Batman, but I think he moves just a little bit quicker. Kind of yeah, like that. Yeah, shot they never really explain that too. Like, maybe he's just going yeah. into the shadows. Yeah, it was definitely Batman as you know. He does that sometimes. Yeah, he always does. You know, I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, Nolan steals from the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Scott, number five. Uh, my number five is just how cartoonish the villains and the settings is for this. <laughs> like, I, I'm thinking about similar IPs. Um, so Robocop was pretty ridiculous, but it wasn't this bad. Like, where they live, where everybody lives. Um Sin City comes to mind as well, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, just just the villains are, with with some exceptions, which I'll, t- I'll talk to later. Like the villains are just almost all so one note, um, and and even our 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 protagonist um, doesn't really go through any kind of an arc. He's just kind of there. Um, you see him, you see him, he's like broken up about stuff. Um, but he doesn't really have to make any like tough decisions about anything. Like, <laughs> just on this one track revenge thing, which again is fine if, you know, this is supposed to be like revenge fantasy movie. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's, it, I know it's from a comic, but it feels like more just even cartoonish with. Uh, just how like one note everything winds up being, um, yeah. Well, I read in the trivia that they had to cut out one character from the comic book, um, 
So that might be why he's not fleshed out a little bit more. Because it was a character, I th- it was called like the Skull Cowboy, the Skeleton Cowboy, something like that, that was supposed to keep the 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 crow's uh, champion or whatever on track because eric kept going to his past and he was uh and he kept on um reminiscing too much like being connected to the to the living world he wanted to reconnect with the living world and the crow and the skull cowboy are like nah bro we just brought you back to kill some fools what do you do mm-hmm. yeah get your revenge and get the fuck out yeah <laughs> yeah like you're not alive you know that right <laughs> Uh, quick question as far as like scenes I don't know I don't know what you were talking about but it reminded me so okay he died while making the movie <laughs> very bad way of saying this <laughs> but and I said it was like toward the very end but like were there scenes like let me say the scene when the little girl I already forgot her name goes up to the apartment looking for him and she said I know it's you blah 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 and he kind of shows up but you never see him was that? Do you know if that was a scene they shot after? Yeah, the fact that that they, was that was after. Ba- basically, anything okay. in that loft, like the what the one I was able to definitely spot was when they had the kind of the long shot of him through the window from the outside. Like you, you could tell. Um, for a lot of it, though, they they they, did, they were a little more subtle with, like, yeah, just not showing his face. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that one was the most obvious one where they didn't even show anything. Yeah. It was just the silhouette. And... Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't a ton of stuff. That they had to, to redo. Right. Because yeah. they say it was like the last two or three days of shooting when he died. Yeah. So. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey man, just, yeah. I, I know I know we've talked about that a lot, but that's just a, a weird space to be in. Um, yeah. As much as they were fucking around on the set, like, that's still, like, a lot of people's livelihoods. Like, it, it's a tough, tough decision to make. Like, do we just stop the whole thing? Do we keep going? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's like big money behind it and fuck them, whatever. But like a lot of other people like working on that set and stuff. Like I, I don't know like what their contracts are or whatever. Like a lot of them are probably union and they just get paid while we're there. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I still I still think there's like a lot of money that people aren't making to to make a living, even on like a, a couple weeks left or a week left on that set. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, where that was your five, right, Scott? Yeah. yeah. All right. So my five was what's the what's the guy's name in the show? Michael Wincott. What's his? So they they never say his name. Uh, Top dollar. Yeah, they never say his name, Tony Todd's name, or uh, Bai Ling's name. They say Top Dollar. I don't think they do. I thought they did. I just didn't realize that was his name. I thought. All right. Well, anyway. His hair in this movie is basically, uh, what's his name, Mad Mardigan from Willow. It's the same freaking hair, I think. Could have been the same wig, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They're trying to and save money. All, yeah. Yeah, that and also his hair from, um, that's the guy, the j- the jailkeeper, right? Yeah, Do- in, Doliac. Um, yeah, for what's the name of the movie? Count of Monte Cristo. Count, Count of Monte Cristo, yeah. I just, that hair. Yeah, yeah. I like, I've caught all the time in the world. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Whatever he says. Anyway, his hair was just kicking my ass because it reminded me of Val Kilmer and Willow. I wonder, and if, his... they, I wonder if they're going for some kind of like Highlander thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Mm. All right, Alex, number five. Number five, the exploding pawn shop scene was really cool. 
I like that a lot. Yeah, he goes in, busts some, busts some shit up, but the whole, I mean, you can tell that it's a practical, that's a real explosion. I don't know if it was a whole building or a miniature, and then you can see Eric Draven, like, right still in, like, the doorway when it explodes. And again, I can tell if that was digital, or if they had, like, a dummy in there with just a trench coat, and so the explosion, like, still did, had, like, yeah, blew seemed, back It did coat. seem very close. <laughs> yeah. So, it was... Super cool. I really like that one. That explosion. I did like him loading up the shotgun with all the things. That was a yeah, that was awesome. Cool thing. Yeah. Shit on me! Shit on me! <laughs> yeah, he said it like twelve times. <laughs> all right, uh, Alex. Sorry, Scott. Number four. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, number four. <laughs> if I note, I have parkour! Exclamation point. So, yeah, I, dang right. This is like, this might be the first time uh, we ever saw parkour on screen, and I, I feel like it, it deserves its due. It's not super exciting now that we've seen like what that's supposed to look like now. <laughs> All the, like elaborate stunts, like how uh, I don't know, like Casino Royale started. I mean, there, there's been other movies like French film. Yeah, like, what's it, that French film? District, D- District D- B B thirteen or something like that. Yeah, B thirteen. Uh, that's all all parkour all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we, we've seen that like a lot of uh, uh, Jackie Chan stuff, uh, mm-hmm. where he, he's doing crazy things, running up walls and things like that. Uh, so we have a better idea of what that's supposed to look like. Um, it still looks cool. Like it, 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 it's a cross between what parkour should look like and how it would look if like in an animatic or, or like just in the comic book. Um, so, so it is a cool visual. Um, yeah. I, this goes back to what you were saying, Alex, about maybe seeing a little more powered up. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe some bigger jumps or um, just him moving a little faster. Um, yeah, because it, it didn't seem super impressive <laughs> running across the rooftops for the most part. <laughs> it looked cool. I think I think mm-hmm. there was a lot of cool wide shots. Uh, I, I I liked when the the helicopter was following him, uh, but uh, yeah, that was the money shot. Yeah, so yeah, getting getting parkour in a movie in the early nineties. In the nineties. So, speaking of rooftops, I'm, I don't know if maybe you guys are gonna talk about this, but like, I love that it felt very like eighty nine Batman or Dark City, where it was a very dark set, closed set, obviously filmed like right, like in a on a set environment and everything where everything very few people in the city. I mean, there's like 12 people on the streets throughout the entire movie. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah. it's dangerous outside. Yeah. yeah yes. And no, Jeff. I, I like that. Cause it charm. Um, yeah. I, Higher my list. Like my only, okay. My only problem with that. Like, well, I'll, I'll get a negative out of the way then. Um, just, just everywhere they went was just an absolute shithole. It was like nowhere worth going <laughs> at all. And I think even yeah. in like dark city, um, like there was like well, at least you, like seeing in the nightclub that seemed like a nice place to be in uh, in Sin City. Um, that's pretty cool too. There's like nicer places at least outside of the city that they show. Um, but here it's just all on all the time. Yeah. yeah, it's like the police station and the the girl Sarah's house in the daytime was halfway decent. Yeah, yeah. maybe but that's not it. only just. Maybe it's okay. just because it's in nighttime. 
Yeah, but I'm just saying, not only because it's burned down, it's just, there's like, it's just a very closed, like I said, there's like 10 people. You don't see anybody on the streets. It's like, I've heard Kevin Smith talk about 1980, you know, 89 Batman, when like, (laughs) when Lando Carizian comes out and like makes a speech and like, this, people run up the steps, and there's like twelve people running up the steps, and there's like nobody else anywhere around. Yeah, like, that's where right. the fuck is everybody? Yeah. Well, uh, by the way, Brandon Lee was also in another movie called Laser Mission, <laughs> and he co-starred in this movie. Guess who his co-star is? Don't look it up. You're never gonna get it. Laser uh, Mission. Je- Jesse Ventura. No, get, get, I need uh, I need a hint, Jeff. Because initials are E B. E.B. Elizabeth Baylor. No. He flies a helicopter. Oh, Ernest Ernest Borgnine. Borgnine. Ernest Borgnine. (laughs) He was still alive? Apparently. He was alive in red. Yeah. I'm joking. That's true. Anyway, Brandon Lee, Ernest Borgnine in... Laser mission. All right, that one we are putting on the list. I'm putting on the list. <laughs> and, and as a picture, it's like you know a drawing of it, but it's him in a nice tux, pointing a gun at the camera. As a there's a scantily clad woman next to him with a gun on her hip, and then he's like doing a double kick to some guy's chest. There's a helicopter in the background and a jeep, and then Ernest Borgnine's face is in a diamond. Because <laughs> the man's because why not? Yeah. There it is. Well, he's Ernest Borgnine, National Treasure. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, that was uh, Scott's number four, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So my number four is Brandon Lee. Um, yeah, it's just there are moments in this movie where I was like, oh, God, he is not a good actor. And then there's other moments where he may not be a good actor, but I like what he's doing here, right? He's the whole Schwarzenegger thing or the... Whatever, any action star guy, even The Rock now, or even Stallone. I think Stallone's a better actor than people give him credit for. But whatever, mm-hmm. it's it's he had moments where I was like, oh, this could be so good, but oh, actually, you're so bad. And yeah, just the whole thing just sucks because he didn't do anything else. But I really enjoyed him in this movie for the most part, with some things here and there that I didn't like. So, Bradley, shout out. Mm-hmm. That's it, Alex. Number four. My number four is Ernie Hudson. Uh, he was great as kind of like the uh, the the normal guy, trying to make sense out of everything, trying to keep order. But my absolute favorite is that scene of him in his own apartment. <laughs> he's done to his skivvies and he still has his cop hat on. Yeah, <laughs> what the that fuck was, was that about? Oh, that's funny. That's because he's such a good cop that he forgot that he even had it. He always wears his white hat, so to speak, metaphorically and literally. Yeah, and a dead guy shows up in his house, and he's cool with it, and he's like, he's over it in like a minute. That's oh, how, yeah, that's that how, that's how shitty it is where they live. He's just like, uh, this yeah, is like that's not, true. This is like not even the worst thing I've seen like this week. Uh, yeah, know. tonight. Yeah, tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like, oh, maybe I just thought I saw you die. So I'm like, no, he's dead, and he's just like, ah, cool. I'll help you. Yo, this is cool. I, I, he he bought into it way too easily. <laughs> Uh, a little bit, but I also like that they didn't drag it out going, it can't be him. That's not him. I was said, people don't come back to life. You know, they didn't have that whole bullshit back and forth thing sure. with the other characters. So, and, <laughs> yeah, they could have found a little bit more of a middle ground <laughs> in between those. But Yeah. And did you notice his 
mustache was like fake and not fake in different scenes. <laughs> it wasn't yes. very Michael's attention. No. Yeah. Yeah. They were like early on it was definitely fake because it's like more like thin and like it just looks like it's like the middle's glued on but the edges aren't. And then when he has his real stash, it's just nice and solid all the way down. It was it just mm-hmm. so I was wondering if because of the if they had to do reshoots and change dialogue or whatever because of what happened if they yeah. brought him in, but probably. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I've I was seeing shit that'll turn you white. <laughs> and he says, Are you a ghost or something like that? And I was wondering if that was a ghostbuster like a Ghostbusters thing. Like, oh he's a ghostbuster. Yeah. And he's Brandon Lee should have gone, who are you gonna call? Huh? <laughs> yeah. If I am, who are you gonna call? <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, uh, Scott, number three. All right, uh, number three was something that I I did not remember at all, though I didn't remember a ton about this movie. Watching it again, uh, <laughs> but something I thought was actually very well set up, um, and I'm I'm surprised I didn't see it coming because it's super obvious um, is. When the the bird uh, pecks out her eyes uh, by Byling oh, yeah. Byling's cool. eyes, I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Because they they set that up throughout the movie. Uh-huh. She she keeps like talking about eyes. She like cuts out an eyeball. Um, she keeps talking about it. Um, Such pretty eyes. Ah. Yeah, and then and the bird pecks out both her eyes and she dies. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I've been doing to people. This is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> she this was just... no longer Byling. She was. Monoling, <laughs> just she's screaming on the way down. I see the air of my way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, some some cool symbolism there. Um, uh, like maybe some unneeded mysticism, but whatever. <laughs> I guess they needed something to raise the stakes at the end. So mm. the fact that she had like some kind of. She was some kind of medium or something. I don't know. But, yeah. Okay, so what else is this girl from? Because I, well, Star Wars in character, they talk about her all the time. She's and like been... one of the guys is obsessed with her, but I don't know her from anything except uh, she's an episode of Entourage, and that was it. She's, uh, she's been in a ton of stuff. She was in Sky Captain in the World Tomorrow. Um, okay, oof. I think that was her. Um, Looking up her, I'm, it's one of those act, with, actress, yeah. actors where I'm like, she's been in a ton of things, and then I can't name anything. But uh, yeah, let's see. Um, well, she was in a deleted scene in one of the Star Wars prequels, but uh, other than that, I don't. Even know. Oh, okay. That's why they talked about her. She was uh, Sky Captain. That's Angelina Jolie, right? She's an eye patch or something. Yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, she's been <laughs> um, she she was one of the. Um, she was in Wild Wild West as one of Kenneth Branagh's. <laughs> Wicked Ooh. Wild Wild West. You guys are naming some nice yeah, movies here. I didn't say she was in good stuff. I just said a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah she's, oh, Sharknado 5. She Global has been swarming. Uh, yeah. Oh, right, Samurai Cop 2. Deadly Vengeance. There you go. Damn. Southland Tales. Um, I wonder if she's in the first one. Yeah, I don't remember her from Hawaii Five-0. Racist. <laughs> what? I don't know. I felt like it needed to be said. All right, we're on to my number three. Where yeah. Sorry, I'm going down, going down the the Bailing rabbit hole here. Same. 
yeah, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. Senator Bana Brimu, uncredited. There you go. There you go. Oh, mm-hmm. she's in the red corner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh. There Nobody puts Byling in a corner. <laughs> Especially not the red one. All right. Yeah. My number three is the soundtrack. Time to take a ride. So, yeah, this movie definitely came out in the 90s. I have the soundtrack here. Uh, you have The Cure, Stunt of a Pilot, Rage Against the Machine, Rollins Band, Pantera, Helmet, Violent Femmes, is Pantera, Nine Inch Nails. Is Pantera a 90s band? I mean, they have songs in the 90s. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't consider them like, the part of the 90s grunge. So, well, same thing with The Cure, too. Well, I... I, I guess the cure kind of spanned the nineties too, as far as like the heyday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, helmet and violent films. Uh, there's other ones. I have bands. I don't know. I see here. My life with thrill kill. Maybe I don't know. Cut off medicine. Jane. Saberi. I don't know. But anyway, the soundtrack. And as we mentioned earlier, this, all the promotion for this movie was with the big empty by stone temple pilots. It was kind of like Blur and um, Starship Troopers, right? I don't remember when that song appears in that movie. <laughs> I don't even think it appears in the credits anywhere. I don't think that song is only in inspired, the commercials on TV. Inspired by <laughs> Starship yeah. Troopers. Um, but yeah, Big Empty, Stone Temple Pilots. That was the big one from this thing. And then I, I forgot. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't a big part, but I forgot they were just like listening to it on the radio for like five seconds. And now that, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and the end credits. Uh, but the whole time I was listening and I was actually watching this on Amazon Prime. And it's cool. If you actually like pause it, they'll tell you who's on screen and also what music's playing. So it was mm-hmm. cool to pause it and they'd be saying, oh, this, this is the Big Empty or this is... Burned by the cure. Is this the cure? Sure enough. Yep, the cure. Oh, nine inch nails now. Yep. So, anyway, it's really trivia. Like the guy's like main musical influence, the the comic book guy, um, Obar, um, were the Cure and Joy Division. But <laughs> so I'm surprised they they can jam Joy Division because going going back to the whole emo goth thing, like <laughs> like if if you can't get the Cure, then you would get Joy Division. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Depeche Mode or something. I don't know. Depeche Mode. All right, uh, Alex, number three. My number three is Top Dollar and Micah. Uh, mostly because I didn't catch a lot of their <laughs> when I was younger. I didn't catch their whole thing, but uh, this time I noticed a lot more. Like that they're half siblings, but still being incestuous. That's freaking weird. It's creepy. Uh, I loved uh, Top Dollar, What's-His-Face, just chewing on scenery whenever he did that speech with all the other mob bosses. That was great. And uh, Bai Ling, Micah, uh, just creepy as hell. And then getting her eyes pecked out. It was pretty good. Yeah, very I good. wish there were, there were more of the main antagonist, I think. Just, uh, I don't know, That's a, that's a tough one. So T-Bird, the first guy, the kind of the main first guy, he seems <laughs> yeah. so familiar, and I could not figure out what from. <laughs> yeah. I did. So you did, do you still not know, Jeff? Well, I looked and I saw like he was in, he is in, uh, what's the movie mentioned, John Wick and stuff, but. Yeah, that's. I don't. Well, I, I, I can't you, tell if you're serious or not, Jeff. 
Yeah. He's being serious. What, Sully? Or what? Yes, yeah, yeah. Sully. Okay. Um, but he's also, thought, he's also... That's what I thought. Okay, I thought it was Sully, but I couldn't find Commando anywhere in the credits. So I thought maybe I was misremembering. Uh, okay, it is Sully. And okay. then uh, also in uh, Warriors. Warriors, mm-hmm. yeah. See, I didn't see either of those pop up. I guess I didn't scroll down. The, the, John, the, John, the John Wick one <laughs> yeah. is... Uh, like, he's only on screen for like a minute. He's, he's like the, the guy. Cleaner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He like tips his cat. Which made that's what I, was, I saw John Wick. But... I don't see even now. I'm scrolling down. I don't see Commando. Okay, I guess I didn't go down far. Enough. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And the Warriors is his very first movie. Me. So yeah. if, if I did go down to Commando, I definitely didn't see the Warriors. That's what's pissing me off because like, well, this looks like Sully, but I can't see him on here. All right, and there it is. That's it. Whoops. <laughs> hey, I got it. Don't be a lazy scroller, people. Just go all the way down to the bottom of the page. Hey, remember when I said I didn't know who he was? <laughs> I lied. All right. <laughs> Scott, number two. All right. Uh, number two is, uh, in, my, in my notes, Wincott, Todd, and Biling. Um, so, Michael Wincott, Tony Todd, and Biling. Um, mm-hmm. like There's a weird uh, thing going on here where the the higher tier villains were also like the more layered interesting villains <laughs> um they're still super kind of one note like uh like michael, michael wincott at least his character uh like alex said he's definitely chewing on some scenery um uh, but he has some like interesting things to say uh he's some cool lines um you know, he's, he's insane but like even at the end he's like like yeah, you know, I, I, I'm gonna murder you, and I'm not really sorry about anything I did, but uh, but like I just want you to know that like you give me a good time, so I respect you for that. Like, <laughs> just yeah. like weird, weird stuff like that, basically. Um, and then yeah, Tony Todd, and just like it, I didn't know Tony. Todd, like I always thought he was like a little taller, but he looks fucking huge in this movie. I don't know if it's just the, the still like the late 80s like shoulder pads or whatever but <laughs> like he's he's like this kind of intimidating presence in this movie but um is that flat top because he has hair in this movie yeah maybe so uh, he's a little bit you know three and a half inches yeah he just but he's, he also had like a wussy ass voice in this movie too he yeah he doesn't like have candy the man. voice yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't know if that was him or not was like, that's oh, what man. i said too i was like what the fuck but he kind of, kind of exudes like like competence on like all the other goons in this, um, mm-hmm. and then Biling is just weird, uh, but but I do like their relationship where they're like they care about each other at least as much as a couple of psychopaths can. Um, so at least they got that going for them rather than just being raving psychos like every other guy in this, or or just some random villain that just spits out lines about like whether they should be burning the city down or not. Like, mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean they're siblings, so yeah. So, Gross. yep, as, as we've said many times on the podcast, like, movies live or die, especially action movies, by, by how good the villain is. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I like Michael Wincott a lot here. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, my number two is, are, the, are the, like, our main bad guys. Yeah. I'd say Tony Todd's kind of given off a Stringer Bell vibe in this movie. Which you guys didn't watch The Wire, right? So you won't know what that means. No. But it was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's Stringer Bell. Watch The Wire, folks. It's really good. 
Uh, my number two is the special effects. Good and bad. <laughs> okay. The yeah. very beginning, the fire, like the, the city, like panning out of the city, the fire <laughs> yeah, effects fire. looked awful. Um, yeah. Like really bad. Uh, the crow flying, it grew on me. It looks bad, but I'm like, all right, I'll accept it. It's 1996 or four, or whatever the hell this thing came supernatural out. Supernatural like, crow. So, you know. Yeah, like it, it, it was. The special effects were hit or miss. And he gets shot, the hole in his hand filling up the healing factor. It, you have to take the, the time. So there was moments where I was like, God, the special effects are awful. And then other times where I was like, you know what? That's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, I just had to call it out. Because I, I, was, I was noticing it good and bad throughout the entire movie. Especially bad at the beginning. The fire, <laughs> the composited fire, whatever they were doing was awful. <laughs> and the, like the, some of the guys falling, too, were terrible scenes of them falling from whatever they're doing. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. So that's my number two. Alex. My number two is uh, goes in line with what you're saying, Jeff. The st- I like in general the stylized art direction for everything. Uh, I love that the, the yeah they went the uh, Batman '89 route and they built all the sets for most of it at least. I love the city fly-throughs <laughs> that they have every once in a while. Uh, fire, <laughs> terrible fire notwithstanding, the fly-throughs look pretty cool. Uh, the whole running away from the helicopter. Uh, what, yeah, whenever uh, Eric was running in profile with the buildings, that looked pretty neat. So yeah. that's why I, I think a lot of the uh, special effects are forgivable, just because this movie is just so stylized and really leaned into the um, the the dark gothic aesthetic. I mean, yes, like I said, with the crow and something, but some of them were just bad. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. It worked. Yeah. It, it, it's alright. I've seen worse. I've seen Scorpion King. <laughs> Chivas. Alright. Scott, number one. Uh, number one is, is the, the biggest uh, action set piece, and that would be the boardroom scene. Um, so, I, I feel like some of the, the individual kills, which are all, like, kind of tame, really. <laughs> It's all like the yeah, stuff yeah. kind of happens off camera, yeah. Um, but uh, the boardroom scene is just uh, like more part for the course action. Uh, I, I wish they played around a little bit more with with his kind of immortality. Um, so yeah, he, he gets killed right in the beginning and then disappears and is like pulling stuff on the table. And that was probably the coolest part of the whole thing where you don't even see him. Uh, for the rest yeah. of it, though, like he. They show him get shot a couple times. Um, so they either should have, like, play that up to where he's just, like, coming at them kind of like a zombie <laughs> as he heals. Um, like, at some point, uh, the f- the front flip off the table was unnecessary, <laughs> I thought. Um, Flips are always necessary, Scott. Yeah, sorry. I, I, take, it, I take it back. Uh, they had that whole cabinet full of swords, and he only uses, like, two of them. Like, so that was a missed opportunity. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was like Chekhov's like sword. Um, although I guess Michael Wincott has the sword at the end. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's like so many swords. Like you should use more of them. 
but but overall, it was a fun scene. They used to use the same stunt twice where they kick the guy out the window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, guys getting slammed on the table, uh, getting shot. Again, I could have used a little more violence, like a little more graphic violence here. But uh, mm-hmm. more squibs. Still, still a lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, that's been our one. Is, is the 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 big scene where he's just fighting all the the goons. Yeah, I was surprised. Like almost all the kills were off screen. You know, you'll see the guy make the motion, but you would never see anything. And then yet later, you see like biling with the eyeball and everything. It was like it was so wasn't really consistent. I was like, mm-hmm. that was gross seeing the eyeball. Yeah. But um, all right. Well, my number one is this movie is just so nineties. I don't know. I guess you had to live during the nineties just because yeah. of how much it how much it affected. Everything and just seeing it, and the, the music, the dressing, the stuff like the, the little girl, I guess, would probably be the most 90s thing. And just everything about it was just 90s. Her haircut's yeah. back, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, then the little, the, 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 I guess it's not really a 90s thing, but the hot dog stand. I guess the only other time was like any real, when it's not either him or the bad guys, is Ernie Hudson ordering a hot dog and, <laughs> and being. Him being a little, oh, what came first? Which is the lethal weapon where he's grilling the hamburger and he's telling him the guy how to do it? And... Oh, that's the first one. The the that's the third one. Oh, it's the I third. That was a th- the cop killers one. Yeah, that's the third yeah, one, right? I think oh, it's yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it kind of had that reminded me of that a little bit. But uh, anyway, this movie's so nineties. And as I lived in the nineties, I liked it. So there you go, number one. <laughs> Alex. My number one is Brandon Lee. Uh, he gives a, yeah, like we said, uh, hit and miss performances here and there. But I think he hits more than misses. And you can really see his potential. Like It's such a freaking goddamn tragedy once again. But, yeah, you could see that he was going places. He was, he was, his trajectory was going up, you know, in the acting world. And, yeah, unfortunately cut short. But, yeah, I think yeah. he did a, a great job. He was charismatic, maybe not as much as like Arnold or something, but I think he did have some charisma there that would that would have helped him in his career. And mm-hmm. yeah, because I think I, people go back like, why was Arnold? And Arnold just and the same with The Rock. Him and The Rock are not great actors. They obviously have the body, but I think they do have charisma that just helps. You overlook stuff, right? They're just likable people yeah. on screen. Mm-hmm. And while he didn't have quite as much as them, he still had it. And I think yeah, he would have had a good career. All right, uh, that's it. Any honorable mentions? I just had one, and when they shoot the bird with that goddamn giant ass rifle and it didn't kill it, that's like one hell of a crow. What was I gonna say? <laughs> yeah, bullet what caliber rounds were coming out of that rifle to not? I guess he winged it literally. I don't yeah. know, but anyway, that's the only thing I had. Any from you guys? Yeah. I like that. They only showed it for a split second, but when Top Dollar gets impaled on that gargoyle and it starts like gushing blood, that out of the that was like mouth. the only satisfying like bit of other than her eyes getting pecked out. Like, mm-hmm. They only showed it for a split second. <laughs> I know. I think yeah, the the censors were like, you got to cut down the violence, and uh, unlike other film producers, they actually listened to them and they cut out some stuff. Or maybe it was the producers that said like, we need to get into some more theaters. Or, you know. Yeah, maybe, but it was still rated R. He was rated R, yeah, yeah. at that point. 
You know, I was reading, it was rated R for tobacco, sex, nudity, violence, language. Like, okay, it's all of them. That's so right. There was, there was a, a single booby <laughs> at one point. Booby and butt. I don't know that's if right, that counts was, anymore. All right. Well, it's time to rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage. Seven being perfection. Scott, what do you got? This is, this is uh, tough again because like, I feel like this movie gets deserves a lot of credit for, for better or for worse um, for for setting the stage of action movies um, to to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I feel like the pacing is off just a little bit in this. I think it starts off with a lot of fun with the uh, like the revenge angle and the, the revenge fantasy stuff um, that kind of peters out into just like a giant melee thing as fun as that yeah. scene was um could have been a little more of that a little more violence um i'll give this a four okay uh, i'll give it a five i liked it i liked it more than i did not didn't like it uh it's a low five for me but it definitely qualifies for a five i would watch this again it would be a be a had to be reasons, <laughs> but I would definitely watch it again. <laughs> we'll watch it on Devil's Night. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, five for me, Alex. I'm also gonna give this a five. Uh, yeah, I still really like this movie, and uh, yeah, I'll watch it on Devil's Night again. All right, and with that, it's time for our crossover topic, which is what Scott. Uh, top five. So, depending on how you you word this, top five resurrections. Top five coming back from the dead, um, in in whatever um, movies, TVs, video games. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and start with one that I I wouldn't necessarily say it's a favorite, but this one was ingrained in me because they must have shown this to me like every year in elementary school. It feels like. Um, and that was the, the BBC version of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Um, yeah, okay. So that'd be Aslan. Um, as an adult, I, n- no offense to, to any of our, our religious listeners, uh, but I, not much interest in the whole Jesus angle. Um, <gasps> I know, I know, blasphemy. The reason for the season. Yes. Uh, you took away my number one. Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ! Um, Whoa! Yeah, this, this this one was just super ingrained in me. Uh, I think between the the BBC and the, probably read the books at some point um, as as a little kid. Uh, yeah, this one, the whole um, Aslan um, being sacrificed and then coming back. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my number five. All right, uh, my number five when it's not too different from the premise of the crow i mean it is but it isn't it would be spawn oh damn uh, I yeah and uh i was i didn't read the comic but i did watch the hbo animated series back in the day and i loved it and that's that's what i'm kind of referring to here not the later on the the movie but the animated show uh yeah spawn is killed and comes back and has all kind of the powers of Superman or whatever, but every time he uses them, it takes power away. He kind of kills him a little more or something like that. It's been a while since I've seen it, but 
There's a cape that goes crazy. And there's a killer <laughs> child molesting clown out there. It's fucked up. Yep. Honestly. All right. Spawn is my number five. Alex. Uh, my number five, I might have to get a ruling on this one, but it's from Seinfeld. <laughs> this is when uh, Elaine discovers that Putty has gone Christian, or she suspects. And so, as a test, uh, in Putty's car, she reprograms all his Christian radio stations to something else. <laughs> and then she goes back to Jerry, and she's like, so, did you get rid of the stations? Yep. And uh, today, resurrected. <laughs> eh, that's a shitty answer, but I'll I'll lie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I almost have no idea what you're talking about, so I guess I'll also allow it. <laughs> well, okay. She drives Putty's car, and she starts hitting the presets, and it's all Jesus stuff. And then, so she's like, so she she tells Jerry about this, and I didn't know he was religious. <laughs> and well, maybe he's not religious. Maybe he, you know, he's he's is stupid. He's not. He doesn't know how to change the presets. So yeah. they test it by he she resetting the presets, and then she changed them back. So then, yeah, they were. And then later on, she finds a Jesus fish on his car and everything. <laughs> you stole my Jesus fish, didn't you? And then she confronts him about it, and she's like, "Religious? That's right. Does it bother you that I'm not religious? No, not at all. Why not? Because I'm not the one going to hell." <laughs> yeah. Oh, so hey, why don't you steal that paper over there? What? <laughs> yeah. Come right. on, you know where you're going. <laughs> oh, I forgot. So good. All right. Uh, Scott, number four. Okay. Uh, my number four, um, going to a TV show. Uh, <gasps> I know. Uh, and that would be. Uh, TV's Patrick Duffy. <laughs> Damn it. Me too. I, I love me some Dallas. Uh, that would be Phil Coulson uh, from Agents oh. of Shield. Uh, yeah. Actually, uh, without spoiling too much. Uh, Spoiler! I don't know. How did he come back? Tell me. So did they, he? they, it, it was basically uh, Nick Fury um, and Shield. They, they had this like, uh, they, they basically used some alien technology uh, to to bring him back. Um, I don't know if it was, I don't remember exactly where the technology was from, but it was like not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a reason they didn't, they weren't bringing back other people, but like Nick Fury felt strongly enough about Coulson, like needing him that they, uh, that he, that he brought him back. Um, so Samuel L was actually on the he show. He actually was, he actually did pop up mm-hmm. in a couple huh. episodes. Huh. Um, so did uh, Kobe Smulders. Um, yeah, what's she doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't put her on the same level. And then uh, also uh, Lady Sif, I think, showed up in an episode yep. or two. Yeah. Once again, what's she doing? She's doing the the Tattoo Lady TV show. Yeah, that's her. There you go. Oh, she, she was on uh, Loki. There you go. Oh, that makes sense. She was on Tom Hiddleston's Loki. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's my number four. I, I love I love that character, um, and uh, I do like in the, the the greater MCU though. Like they really did leave him dead, like kind of a, a an Uncle Ben kind of thing. 
Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. cool when they bring him back for stuff like uh, Captain Marvel or uh, the you know the time frame allows for. It yeah, yeah. End game when they go back in time or whatever, but yeah, yeah it's good stuff. All right, uh, my number four, and now technically, I still don't know. Even as a kid, I didn't know. Well, as a, as a, as a young kid, I was terrified out of my mind. I wouldn't even watch the fucking movie. <laughs> and then later on, I watched it, but I'm still not sure if E.T. actually dies or not. But he's looking like a stale white turd out in the, in the little <laughs> swamp. He's a great white turd. <laughs> and then he's dead. His his heart, his red light goes out, whatever however the song goes. And then... Uh, I don't know. He comes back to life somehow. I still don't know what happens. I really don't know what the fuck how that, any of that movie goes. But anyway, E.T. It was his connection to Elliot that brought him back to life. You phoned home. Count it. Yeah. Is that it's what it was? Resurrection, yeah. So he's sucking the life force out of Elliot? So yeah. Elliot's going to die like at 32 or something? If he's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, E.T. Yeah. Just take the, take the life force from those flowers. You don't have to take, you know... Elliot's life, or take it from—I guess not you, Barrymore, but maybe from the other brother. That guy did nothing. Penis breath. <laughs> All right, so yeah, ET Resurrections, my number four. Alex, my number four is Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. That's oh, a good one. Okay. Yeah, he dies in the uh, essentially more or less dies after that train, the train job, and gets brought back by Hydra. And then okay, he gets wait a reborn, minute. He gets reborn again. The White Wolf. Okay, I was watching... What the hell was I watching? Where they were saying that Bucky had already been experimented on before that. And that's why he survives falling what? out of the train. What? what? It's, it's, it's like, like comic, comic book stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Where the hell did you. I hear this? Was it like Kevin Smith? Is it supposed to be implied in the movie? Yeah, and I was totally confused, and I don't know if it was like something from yeah. I, I don't. So you guys, you guys never heard of this either, right? Like no, yeah. no. Like I, I mean, they could retcon yeah. whatever they wanted to, but I, I never thought that. Yeah. Until Hydra got a hold of him. Yeah, it's like he died, but he landed in the icy water, which preserved his body long enough for Hydra to come over there and reanimate. They never, they never did really explain like why they did that to Bucky, <laughs> like why him in particular. It was a good soldier. Maybe. Yeah. They whatever I was watching made it seem like they had already gotten to him. They made it they got to him before then. He just didn't know. And then when they when he fell out, they found him and they Alright, what the that maybe I dreamt it. Jesus Christ. I don't know. Alright. Bucky Bar, that's a good one though. Alright, uh Scott number three. Uh my number three, uh we I think I mentioned, I don't know if anybody else did, but uh, when we were talking about The Crow, but uh, Robocop. Murphy. Oh, my number three as well. Yeah, my number two. So, I'll, I'll, I'll save it more for you guys, but uh, yeah, he, he definitely gets dead. Mm-hmm. Bang! Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, well, I guess it's my, so we'll talk about that. Murphy, yeah, mm-hmm. he, he is killed by uh, Eric Northman's dad. <laughs> Boddicker. Boddicker. Clarence Boddicker kills the shit. They all blow his hand off. He's dead. And he comes back with a <laughs> weird looking face. Give me my fucking phone call. I don't know if we t- we did this movie, right? Or no? We had to have. Uh, I think so. I, I think, think we did. Done Robocop. 
He it scared me when it ever his mask came off and you just saw his face, <laughs> his bald head, and uh, that I still don't like looking we, at it. We, <laughs> even if we didn't, we definitely talked about the the supercut somebody made of of RoboCop shooting like twelve guys in the in the dick. Oh yeah, the extended <laughs> scene twenty four, I believe it's called on YouTube. Okay, it's great. <laughs> Must have done it because talked about. Uh, um, God damn it! What do they call him? Iron butt. Yeah. yeah. Iron, Iron butt. butt. Yeah. 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 Episode two hundred six. Oh, we yeah. definitely did it. Mm-hmm. Jeez, that was almost uh, yeah. two hundred episodes ago. Yeah, February thirteenth. Oh, it was a Valentine's Day movie. <laughs> yeah, well, just in time. <laughs> yeah. Just like saying how do you Valentine's Day, shooting him in the dick. All right. Uh, all right, so that was Rob- uh, you had RoboCop, I had RoboCop. Alex, what's your number three? My number three is a little uh, adventure movie called Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. No way. Way. All about getting resurrected. Going through the underworld, going to heaven. They melvin death. <laughs> <laughs> they they come back to life. They uh, they revoke that guy's diplomatic immunity and uh, they save the world. Yep. Honorable mention. Station. <laughs> they wake up. They pull worms out of their ears. Fucking gross. Dinner's over, worm dude. Did you guys ever see the third one that came out? No, this year or no, no, I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I heard it was really good. Well, I heard it was a bill, a really good Bill and Ted movie. All right, maybe maybe we should do that. Yeah, coming up, we'll we'll, we'll all watch it. And do it for the podcast. Whoa. Do it for Alex Winter. <laughs> there we go. All right, well, Scott, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is uh, feeling we have the same top three. Yeah, my my number two is Wesley from The Princess Bride. Although, oh although, no! Although oh, although this one might be cheating because he was only mostly dead. Mostly <laughs> dead. <laughs> I've taken off Spawn and I'm putting on Wesley. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure our number ones are all the same, though. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think so. I think you're going to be pissed. If you don't have one of my top two, Scott, you're going to be pissed when you hear him. But I don't know, we'll see what happens. Anyway, talk more about Wesley. He deserves it. Yeah. Uh, yes, the the whole Miracle Max. Uh, surprisingly enough, a, a little head jiggle did not make his his uh, his make Wesley happy. Uh, but uh, yes, our our, our hero um, is mostly dead. Uh, he, he's kind of Wesley's kind of in a uh, Elliot situation where the, they've basically explained in the movie that they've taken off like a hundred years off of his life. So basically, mm-hmm. Wesley's going to keel over as soon as they're like out of that shot when they kiss the end. So <laughs> for, from the, the machine, that's as as they call him. Yeah, you got to figure Miracle Max's pill probably gave him back some years. Maybe. Hey, he's Miracle Max. It's true. I mean, but he didn't get full potency. That is true. He didn't wait long enough. Yeah, they did that. Yep, there they go. They did not follow the directions, so. Yeah, maybe. Well, hopefully he, he went back. To he went back to Miracle Max to finish the potion. And now Wesley can continue his, his uh, reason for living, which is to blave. <laughs> so Which means the bluff. So that's my number two. Alright. Nice. Well, my number two 
is Spock. Oh yeah, I, I he gets out of that sunglasses case. So yeah, <laughs> uh, he resurrects. He does, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not saying this doesn't count. I'm just like my reasoning why this didn't get in my my top five is because the third movie is kind of shitty. <laughs> it is a sh- it is a shitty movie, but yes. Spock dies at the end of Wrath of Khan. No, he definitely up, does. Is two. Yes. He dies. And they sh- like Alex says, they shoot him off in a giant sunglasses case. <laughs> yeah. He lands on the planet, which uh, Genesis has just been launched at. And then uh, episode three comes out, the search for Spock, and they find him, and he goes through a bunch of shit really quickly, uh, weird, and he has weird, to hump and all that stuff. And a weird bunch of weird stuff happens <laughs> to Christy Alley's face. She looks completely different. Yeah, all of a sudden she, she looks like Gracie Law. It's weird. Wait, is that who she turns into? No. Or I to make that shit up? No, Gracie Law is in like she... the fifth movie. Or the sixth the movie. Sixth movie. The sixth movie. The sixth. Uh, Undiscovered damn country. Damn it, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Damn it. Who uh, who who plays Savick in the third one? Anyone famous? Shelley. Ah, uh, damn it. I... <laughs> Shelley. They reversed role. <laughs> yeah. That's... Shelley Long. Oh, that would have been genius. That, that is. That, that's pretty good, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that would have been good. Uh, Rio, yeah, Rio Parman. Yeah, that's a... Rio, Rio Perlman. <laughs> um, I have to look this up. I don't remember. All right. Well, whatever. Spock yeah. comes back to life. Yes. Search Spock, and then he's still quite never the same until I think like yeah, by the end of Voyage Home, I think he's kind of the same Spock. Yeah. yeah. We'll he just popped a couple more LDSs. <laughs> there you go. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is RoboCop. I love that fucking movie. Uh, I would just like to add that I've been watching, on and off, I've been watching the uh, the movies that made us, and they have the short documentary on Robocop. And just like the other ones, it's fucking amazing, and it's a miracle this movie got made. Yeah. <laughs> just like with the other hits. But yeah, I guess Paul Verhoeven was notorious for going over budget. And for whatever reason, one of the producers that hated him read the script, and gave him another shot to just do this movie. And Paul Verhoeven didn't want to do the movie until she convinced him. <laughs> and she hated this guy. <laughs> because he was very demanding. He always goes over budget. Which, of course, he did in RoboCop. And uh, Peter Weller <laughs> was an ass <laughs> on set, apparently. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So you, you guys should watch it. Just the movies that made us, RoboCop is great. Uh, Peter Weller's a weird I've, dude. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say anything good about Peter Weller, to be honest. He's super smart. I know that. But I've never heard anyone say, like, he's a good person. So, so, so the the new Savick was Robin Curtis. Um, oh, yeah. Who does show up in, in Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home in the beginning. Um, oh. Hmm. But uh, her other, at least on IMDb, you know, they, they put their biggest things in here. It's an uh, episode of The Next Generation and an episode of MacGyver. <laughs> it's play- all the same well, maybe, maybe Well, maybe more than one episode of MacGyver, I don't know, but MacGyver. So. <laughs> thank you for saving us, MacGyver. <laughs> don't thank me. Thank the moon's gravitational pull. Dun, 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 Sounds like dun, a Simpsons dun, quote. <laughs> it is. Patty and Selma watching MacGyver. You, you bad mouth MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we're on my number Crossover. wait we're no we're on scott's number one okay. which yes. i'm pretty sure we have the same one but go for it scott uh that would be gandalf the white that's right he smote his ruin up on the mountainside passed that's through awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Let's see, how's the line go? Uh, <laughs> I rolled a net 20. T- yes, yes, yes. The so. line, Scott, the line is <laughs> hobbits. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking hobbits. Fool uh, of a took. Uh, the yeah, a took. passed out of like something something in time when every age was a life. life where every moment was a life age or something like that. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Bilbo Baggins, where is your weed? I want to get high. <laughs> that's a, that's a line, line from the movie. Yep. <laughs> I think, ooh, yeah, so quick uh, question: Who's who's grumpier, Gandalf the White or Gandalf the Grey? Uh, the White. The White. Gimli even says so. He literally yeah. says that line. Well, I mean, Gimli's the like new Gandalf's even grumpier than the old one. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, yeah, I always thought it was weird in Lord of the Rings, like, me. certain characters just don't have time for other characters. They seem like... So, like, Aragorn is perfectly fine with, like, putting up with Legolas' shit. But as soon as, like, like Gimli does something, then he's just, like, shaking his head. Like, I don't know. I feel like, like, not getting his fair respect. His, his, his well, there's a lot of racism in Lord of the Rings, Scott. Yeah, man. Eh. Yeah, he, but he's he supposed to be like better dwarfs. than it. He likes elves. He's, he's half elf, or not half elf. He's part. I don't know. He's banging an elf. How about that? I, <laughs> that that makes him honorary elf. <laughs> That's how that works, right? <laughs> I forget how he has his long life. <laughs> that that was pretty. actually that was actually one of his other titles was elf banger. <laughs> elf banger. <laughs> he's one of them elf bangers yeah. from, yeah. from from the north, from whatever yeah. Dublin, the Dunedain. <laughs> The two to die elf thing is. <laughs> it's like a high school mascot. The elf um, bangers from two to die high. Yeah, yeah. So I think we mentioned I mentioned this when we were talking about reading books or whatever. Where I started reading Lord of the Rings before the movies came out, I got bored, so I stopped, and then saw Fellowship of the Ring, loved it, and then went back and read everything before the next movies came out. I so I didn't know when Gandalf died or you know fell off the bridge of Kazadum. I was what the fuck? I thought Gandalf was like a mate. Like I had no <laughs> idea he was going to come back until I read the books, obviously, and I found out. But that was like mind was blown. But I was so pissed too because he died in kind of a cheesy way where he wins and he turns away and at the last second gets whipped, and then he let go and said, "Frodo, you oh, fool, Frodo, you fool." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. shall not mm-hmm. pass. And that whole, like, uh, sorry to get all Lord of the Rings nerdy on you guys, but the, well, not with you guys, you guys obviously are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listeners. Um, that whole mixing of the voice and the visual, whether it's Sauron, not Sauron, yeah, Sauron and him, and that's so cool the way they do that. They you met, don't know yeah, exactly. They met someone they did not expect. Does this comfort yeah. you? He, yeah. Again, to Gimli's credit, he's the only one that actually like comes close to doing something, and that when they try to kill him. Well, Legolas shoots his arrow at him. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. BFS. Yeah, Gandalf. It's, it's it's the holiday season, and every holiday season, I say I'm going to watch. The trilogy, and I haven't done it in the last three years, so I, I gotta do. Gotta it. get, gotta get the treat yourself, Jeff. Get the the 4K mm-hmm. version, like I did. Is it on HBO in 4K right now? Uh, but it's not the extended yeah, version. Streaming. I don't think it's, it's streaming. I don't think it's the 4K same. extended. Yeah, 
I don't have a 4K player, so I can't even do it what? anyway. Jeebus H. I guess it's back to HD DVD, Jeff. <laughs> I still think it's a superior product. <laughs> my butt. All right, so Gandalf is number one and two for Scott and I. Alex, which number one? Uh, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, the reason for the season. I, he's got a holiday for him resurrecting. He's got multiple holidays. Yeah, I know. But holiday hog. Resurrection. I wouldn't say he's the OG because there was Lazarus before him. But Jesus did it by himself. So. I'd, I'd be okay if he celebrated Lazarus Day, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, pre- me too. Preferably somewhere like in late summer when there's not a lot of other holidays. <laughs> I'm sure that lines up with like Bible like calendar, right, Alex? Sure. Okay, there we go. I'm going to say yes. So I was in Italy in... May? And I did not know. I was at the. Oh, what's it called? What's the. Um, in May of what year? May, you pissed May, in the wrong fountain? May of what year? I don't know what year. 2015, maybe. Okay. But it was the. Uh, in Rome. The big. The Vatican? Dome. Not the Vatican. Um, Il Domo? Colosseum? I don't know. What city? Ew. Rome. Oh, in Rome. Oh, the Colosseum. Yeah, the Colosseum. St. <laughs> Peter's Basilica. No, not the Sistine Chapel. It was not in the, yeah, no, yeah, not in the Vatican at all. Rome has a lot of domes. The dome? It's a big church religious thing anyway. Not the Parthenon or the Pantheon. It wasn't one of those either. It was, um, fuck. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Except I was, I know, it's, it's whatever. I was there. <laughs> I looked at it. And I was like, okay, this is cool, whatever. I, I was on a long vacation. I was kind of over, <laughs> overseeing really big, old, ancient stuff. And I was like, I just needed a beer. So I sat down and had a beer. And this couple came and sat down next to me. And they are like, oh, are you American? I'm like, oh, it's obvious. Yeah, okay. And, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, look at, honey, he's having a beer. I can have a beer. We don't have to drink wine the whole time we're here. <laughs> so the guy had a beer with me. <laughs> spread, spread the culture. Yeah. <laughs> and then... He says, did you go to them? I'm like, yeah. He's like, wasn't it beautiful? And I'm like, what? And so I guess I missed it. They were dropping a bunch of rose petals to the, there's a big hole in the ceiling there. And it was a holiday that I didn't even know. It was uh, the day, so it's after Easter, either the day he comes back or the day he goes up for the last time. One of those days. Oh, okay. Alex, you know these holidays. Mm -hmm. Is it one of them? Which one is it? Not Easter. It definitely oh, was wasn't it, Easter. Um, Palm Friday? Was it that one? Oh, Palm Friday. Isn't that before Easter? Palm Sunday? God damn it. Anyway. No, I know after th- Easter we burn... Heretics. Is it Ash Wednesday? No. <laughs> it basically, it's either when he comes back... Or you know he comes after he ris- rise after after he dies he comes back right yeah, for a while three days and then he goes back Easter, yeah yeah it's either when he comes back or after he goes up for the final time you know he never comes back it's one of those anyway so there was like multiple Jesus holidays I didn't know that existed but in Rome they celebrate all of them which <laughs> I was I was yeah. there for a lot of them and I had no idea like we were there at the that wasn't in Rome. It was in um, Versailles and all the fountains are on because it was another Jesus holiday and they were playing music. Which they don't normally do or something. 
So, so Jeff, um, this is going to bug anyway. me. So, it, so you weren't in the Vatican, so it wasn't. No. So it wasn't St. Peter's. You said it wasn't the Pantheon. Maybe it was the Pantheon. That has a dome. This, uh... <laughs> it might have been that, but I thought that was in a different spot. But maybe I'm getting it confused with. Let me, look. Let me see what the. I mean, I'm sure there's other domes, but like that's the only two I can really. Yeah, it was the Pantheon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so that yeah, that rose whole... petals at the Pantheon. Yes, so that little hole, they were dropping a bunch of rose petals in because it was a special day, and I had no idea, and I missed it by like 10 minutes. But, but I was but drinking you had beer during those 10 beer minutes. Hot day, right? there you go. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I was drinking a nice a Peroni as I was in Italy. Right. There you go. Just as Jesus intended. Yep. And the damn goddamn fountains of... Wait. <laughs> The tray, tray fountain. What is it called? The tray. The tray. The tray fountain. <laughs> the tray fountain. <laughs> I didn't get to see it, so I don't remember the name of it. What was it called? What's the big At least famous the, fountain? The trivia. Trivia. Yeah, it was closed. It was all wrapped up and shit. God damn it. Damn euros trying to keep their their stuff clean. Rome was very underwhelming. I got to admit. Good, the fuck, so when I was there a million years ago, we we had a guide. And before the Roman Empire, yes, before the nice, uh, this this British woman, the Jurassic Park time period of Rome. So, we we, like she's our guide, right? She's like supposed to be like pointing out stuff that we should be going to do and stuff that like was off the itinerary. And like we get there, and she's just like sighing, like Rome's a real shithole. Like well, that that informs my experience. Like that that's that's gonna be hard to not, like not view that from that through that lens. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't think it was a shithole, but uh. <laughs> it was a shit box. I shit. didn't think it was a shithole. I was just like I said, I was starting to get homesick. I was away for like four weeks. It was a few days away from Damn. going home, and I was just kind of over it. And the last, the, my last full day there was the Vatican, and it was like, and if you look up here, this is Michelangelo's. Uh, you know the thing on the ceiling with Adam and God and everything. I was like, "Cool, All right, I'm done." Oh, now you're in this. This is a chapel. Oh, now you're in Saint Peter's Basilica. This is the largest cathedral in all of the land. And I'm like, "Cool, I just saw the second two biggest ones before this. I'm over your churches and your domes. Get me out of here." Um, so, uh, cor- correction: It's not the Trevia Fountain. It's the Trevi Fountain. My bad. See. That's mm-hmm. why you said tray. That's how the kids talk. <laughs> you close, days. close enough. Yeah. Beat up at the tray, bro. <laughs> yeah, the, the same guides that I was talking about those two. So there's like different groups going around that like we intersect at points, but they're like itineraries were a little bit different. And like some of the guides were on what they call like the ABC tour, Jeff, which is yeah. like they're all Brits, so they meant uh, another bloody cathedral. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> So like the the guides were over it for sure. Yeah. I don't remember the which one we saw in England, but it was a really big one in London. That was like the third or fourth biggest one. And then we went to Notre Dame, another great one. Then another one, and then like, you finally got to yeah, the biggest one. And I'm like, yeah, it's a little bigger. Okay. There was a giant one in Florence. I was like, there was yeah, Florence. Florence is Il Domo. Yeah, that's that's. Oh, the dome. God, there were so many. They, they weren't very creative with, with some of the things. <laughs> uh, anyway, this has been uh, traveling through Europe, <laughs> Jeff, looking at churches. Can't recommend it enough. We done? It's like I was there. If, 
Like, <laughs> if, if there's any takeaway from Jeff, it's that that it's awesome. You should go see all of the, the things there. Yeah, it was awesome. I just said I was burned <laughs> out. I wanted to. I mean, it's the worst. You know, Crimea Rivers. I had four weeks in Hawaii and Europe, and I was done at the end. And I was just okay, cool. So, I need to go back to Rome. I didn't give it a fair shot. Yeah, I will say that. I did say I was. I didn't want to go to Venice. I didn't want to go at all, but I booked it anyway, and I loved it. So there you go. Yeah. And now it's underwater. So cool. Good. You got there just in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Are right, we done with this? I, I think I did, Alex, you did the one right. You did Jesus. Okay, yeah. So yes, we were good. Cristo, the Savior. All right. All right. My one honorable mention is Pet Cemetery. A bunch of things come back to life. <laughs> Don't do it, John. <laughs> Sometimes that is better. Yeah, see, even Frankenstein doesn't want to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. Frankenstein. 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 Uh, Herman Munster. All right, anything, mm-hmm. any guys from you? I'm good. Any things? All right, let's... <sighs> oh, before we get into sports and news, we got to do uh, some more rankings here, guys, because this episode is not going to be long enough without this. So... <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Getting the people their money's worth. We, we were, we were doing been... good, and then... We started talking about Europe. You know, Alex brought up Jesus, and I just <laughs> yeah, had to, yeah. you know. Because that's where he is from. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention, uh, we're catching up. We're, we're rating videos or yeah, episodes. I don't know. But what are you rating? Movies. Topics. Yes. Toe picks. Topics that we haven't rated Topics. before because we did it early on in our podcast life and we didn't rate movies back then. So now we're catching up because our 400th episode is just a couple episodes away. Damn. Stay tuned. You guys are going to like it, I hope. Um, so yeah, we're going to do the final 30 or final 29 today. Uh, we'll do this pretty quick. So the first one here is The X-Files. Um, Jeff, seven. Alex, five. Scott, six. Um, yeah, I mean, it's my favorite TV show pretty much of all time non comedy wise so easy seven for me um surprised alex gave it a five i thought you liked it i thought you were my friend but that's cool <laughs> yeah i don't remember too much of it so so it's copy for I me is why. six of the ones like i remember watching because i did not watch the whole run of it so mm-hmm. that's fine i mean yeah, it's a long ass show so that's fair enough uh next zoolander jeff four you two guys five hmm. um <laughs> it's funny just stand by I, I never liked now, this movie, but like but... I remember, like whenever I see a meme from it, like it always seems hilarious. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was quoted. Maybe, maybe it could be a six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you guys all loved it. Like my brother and Alex, you guys. Yeah, all you guys. I thought your 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 crew. Back up, anyway. Billy Zane. Jurassic World. Uh, Jeff six, Alex five, Scott five. Um, it's kind of a guilty pleasure movie for me because I saw this the same time I went to Europe, right before I went and saw it. I had my little my four month hiatus between jobs, and yeah, it was, it was I watched good, this like three or four times yeah, in the movie theater. Good, good blockbuster stuff. Turbo Kid, Jeff Five, Alex Six, Scott Five. Um, I think that's fair. I think we at least me going in was thought I was going to hate it, and I actually liked it. Didn't love it, but mm-hmm. it was a fun little movie. Yeah, it's cool. Seems fair. Yeah. Inception. Uh, this is one I, I never really liked. Uh, Jeff four, you two guys five. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah. just visually, there's enough interesting stuff going on here that that I couldn't yeah. make it any lower. I feel like this is a movie I probably wanted to give lower. I just I'm afraid that people will yell at me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. 
um, the Lego Movie, uh, Jeff four, Alex six, Scott five. That's a kind of a big variance there between Alex and I, but mm-hmm. whatever. This is more his style movie. Yeah, fucking hilarious. Uh, Daredevil season one on Netflix. Uh, Jeff and Alex five, Scott six. Oh, st- um, stand by that. There's. I really enjoyed it when it came out. I this maybe you could probably convince me that this is a six. I just think kind of the Netflix shows have kind of I've kind of forgotten about them over recent times, but mm-hmm. I do remember liking it. Um, Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, uh, the original the cut, four. the original cut. Yeah, the, oh yeah, that's right. no, this isn't. This isn't. Uh, I guess the original cut. Yeah, it's not the Snyder one though. That's Justice League, right? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Snyder cut is the Justice League. This was Batman v Superman. This was still all Snyder. I thought there was. Right. I thought but there was a special edition. I thought there, there was, was a, a there's a special cut that that's like yes, there was, and it is better than the original. But anyway, theatrical Jeff four, yeah. yeah, Jeff four, you two guys three, yeah. I stand by that. This is kind of a guilty pleasure for me, but even as a guilty pleasure, I don't technically like it. <laughs> so it's hard to agree. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe uh, I need. Miss- to, I eventually, I just need to watch the yeah, the version. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those movies I want to like it. It's Batman v Superman. <laughs> I just I kind of force myself. It's, it's a weird thing because like there's like so many like individual things I like about it, but just on the whole, it's just uh... yeah, I agree. Uh, Mister Baseball sixes across the board. Yeah, big hit. Happy buddy. Yeah, yeah tip your cap. Check All right, uh, Half Life <laughs> Two. Jeff and Al, uh, Jeff and Scott sevens. Alex only a five. Wow. I mean, don't you lose your gamer card for yeah. that or something? No, because I never finished the game. It never interests me enough to finish uh, the game. That results in you losing your yeah. gamer card. Yeah. What are you talking about? Something, something wrong with you. Yeah. Even uh, I know sorry. this, Alex. Get yeah. out of here. How did you not finish it? It's like so well paced. It's like at the sewer levels when I'm on the pontoon and everything. And after that, I was like, uh, okay, I know where this is going. What do, what do you mean you know where this is going? I don't understand. It's, yeah, I'm going to shoot some stuff. Some it's a first-person like, shooter. Of course you're going to shoot know, stuff. I I still, yeah. No, it's just... You didn't, even get to the scene where you, you didn't even get to the scene where you squeeze the nutsack yeah. the whole time. And you have the The prison scene is fucking intense. Or on the girders. I still got my sweaty yeah. palms over that stuff. Yeah, sweaty Please palms on the sweaty girders. nutsack? Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Ah, maybe I'll give it another shot. Yes, Before, you I'll, should. I'll force my way through it. There you go. Spider-Man. I'm assuming this is Tobey Maguire, number one. Spider-Man, uh, yeah. Six is across the board, which I think is yeah, fair for that great. movie. It's, I think it still kind of holds up. Joe um, <laughs> Captain America Civil War. Jeff, five. Use you guys, sixes. That's kind of low by me. I don't know why. Yeah. Civil War. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Kung Pao Enter the Podcast. <laughs> uh, I guess I added that last part. Um, five, five from Alex and Jeff, and Scott gets a three. Yeah, just never felt it. Never feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, you either led this movie or you don't. It's surprising. It's, it should be like sixes or twos. Yeah. <laughs> Fives, threes really don't make sense. Uh, That's a lot Fellowship of, of the. Fellowship of the Ring, sevens across the board. Yep. Easy to say. The Last Boy Scout. I did not know we did this. Uh, <laughs> I, I forgot we did this. I thought it would be my list. <laughs> uh, Jeff and Alex, three. Scott, four. 
Hmm, I might have to revisit right. that one. But yeah. stand by that for now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. On Deadly Ground, uh, Jeff four, Scott four, <laughs> Alex five. All right. I mean, that's kind of fair for Michael that movie. Uh, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Sevens across the board. Yeah. That's, that's almost right. an eight that's if we could do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Two Towers. Uh, Starship Troopers. Sixes across the board. I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. It's not a perfect movie, but it's a damn fun movie to watch a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lethal Weapon, the first one. Go ahead and sing it, Scott. Your love has become a lethal weapon. <laughs> All right. Sixes across the board. Fair enough. Not the best in the franchise, but pretty damn good. Go spin. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Jeff and Scott five, Alex six. Yeah, we just we just watched that recently. Yeah, I can maybe it's great bump. I could maybe bump this up to a six if I had to think about it. Again. Maybe I would. I don't know. A scream. Jeff six, Alex and Scott five. Hmm, it's a good horror movie. I'm, I'm surprised um, I didn't give it a six. Wes yeah, that's it's there you go. Drew Barrymore. Yeah, for a little bit anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Hellraiser fours across the board. So none, <laughs> we none of us liked it nor hated it. So, yeah, just yeah. a couple of things that I really really liked about it, and a lot of things that made it kind of hard to watch. So, all right, <laughs> he puts on the, the shirt and tie and everything. That's great. Jesus right. wept. Demolition Man sixes across the board. Oops. That's kind of high. I think we're kind of generous on this movie. I really, really enjoy that movie, so I think I'm okay with that. I'm surprised that Jeff has it that high, though. No, yeah. I, I saw it in the theater. It's a guilty pleasure movie of mine, but still, six is... I don't know. I like Taco Bell, I guess. Um, who Framed Roger Rabbit? Jeff and Scott, six. Alex, a seven. Perfect movie. Amazing. Phew. I, I, yeah. yeah, borderline on me for, for going up one. Yeah. It just, it's some fucking amazing filmmaking going on there. Like, what yeah. Bob Hoskins was doing in that movie. Because if you've ever seen any of the behind the scenes footage, like, it's crazy the acting he's doing. Like, I, I realize everybody acts yeah. in front of a green screen now, but it was a little bit different back then and a little tougher. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, all right, uh, the, the final four here, uh, Superman, this would be the original Christopher Reeves, sixes across the board, I think that's pretty damn fair for that movie. If it wasn't for the stupid time travel and the bird scene, the, yeah, not bird scene, the flying scene, yeah, the, <laughs> I'm thinking the of telepath- shots. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the telepathy and the, the time you, travel. Are yeah. you reading my mind? <laughs> uh... And I love our, t- our our subtitle for this is "You'll Believe a Man Can Smile." Yeah. I think that's a great title. <laughs> yeah. Referendum yeah. on on future versions of Superman. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, Way of the Dragon. Uh, Jeff five. Alex and Scott four. How do I have a higher that's score crazy than you guys on this movie? I think yeah. you were just you were enamored with Chuck Norris. His chest hair. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to pull some <laughs> out of that. Jack. All right, uh, the next is a Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Uh, Jeff and Scott six, Alex a five. Hmm. All right, yeah. I mean, the, the, Scott, still, like, still the the, the best like Star Wars movie to come out since like the original trilogy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so too. Yeah, 
All right, and the last one is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And that <laughs> is threes across the board, which I think is pretty fair. We didn't like it, but it's the, it's the highest level of the movies we don't like. Yeah, so yeah. I just needed more interesting kills, more gore. Again, I, I, I mean, appreciate that they stuck with the gag for the entire movie, though. Like, yes, yeah, yeah, they yeah. did commit. Yeah. They definitely they committed <laughs> yeah. hard on that. Yeah. 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 And I'm so mad I changed my logo on Skype. I should have kept it the nope. clown this whole time. I think I think your Hercules in New York one is, is a lot better. <laughs> all right, and that's it. So with that, we are all caught up. So we have ranked every single episode of, or what our topic of every single episode. And in a couple weeks when we do our 400th, we'll go over the numbers and see which movie rated the best, which movie rated the worst. Who is more generous? Who is more stingy with all our votes? And we should have some fun with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should. And with, we should. We'll see what happens. And with that, it's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, a couple new rules coming to the NFL. Oh. Yeah, they're getting rid of punting. Wow. Sorry, Scott. No more punting. And uh, I mean, I'm okay with do... that. I never punted. He was a place kicker. You can still do field goals. But okay. they have to be at the fifty yard line. Hmm. I'm. I've. I. I think I've long maintained that they should do like in the NBA, where if you get a field goal from like sixty yards out, it's worth like four points, maybe even more. Yeah. In, in, instead of one. Instead of three. <laughs> oh. That's actually not a bad idea. Field goals from a certain point. But out then, then it's going to be like the meta, like it is in the NBA, where they're just going to keep chucking field goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's more disastrous in football if you turn it over. I mean, that's basketball true. turnovers. Who that's cares? right. That's true. Yeah, you're giving up like really good. For, you're giving up good field position to the other team. So yeah. Yeah, it's not like there's a thousand possessions a game like that's there true. is in basketball. That's what are you right. talk about, Scott or Alex? But it was uh, the NFL asked David Letterman for some rule changes, so that's what he came up with. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming that's happening. Like, well, he's the commissioner, right? So yeah. Now that he's done with like late night television, David mm-hmm. Letterman. He, he didn't get the Tonight Show, so no, he didn't. <laughs> Hi, David. I'm Grandpa. <laughs> All right, is that it? Uh, yeah. Did you want? More? That's it. It's time for Neem News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. All right, so we're we're running really long here, so get this quick. Nah. Uh, <laughs> Um, so I have not caught up on Hawkeye. Um, a couple more oh, episodes nice. in on Cowboy Bebop. Um, they, they've definitely changed some things up from, the, or even more things up from the sh- the, the original anime, um, especially with with Faye's character. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I enjoy it. I, I I like what's going on. I don't I don't think it's the best thing that Netflix has ever done, um, but. I think I've seen enough that I'll I'll stick it out. Um, I finished the third episode of Wheel of Time. It took me a couple viewings. Um, again, they're, they're taking it like a really much darker direction, and they're being very coy about the whole who is the Dragon Reborn thing. Um, so I wonder if they're actually changing that for the show. Uh, but but other than that, um, Maybe. I don't have a, a whole lot to talk about here. Uh, so Alex, anything you wanted to go over? Yes, I finished a very short shooter game called Super Time Force. Have you guys played this? I think I've heard of it. No. Oh my gosh, this might be, it came out a few years ago, but this might be the best 
most original, definitely, game mechanic that I think I've played in my life. It is incredible. And I don't know how people aren't going more bananas over this, but uh, I, I've worked in dev before, and I know how hard it is to come up with like new mechanics for games and, and whatnot, and this one is fantastic. I'll try to describe it real quick. So it's all about, you know, it's super time for, so it's it, it's got a time travel mechanic. So you get your guy, and it's and you can choose up to one of four people at the start. And you go, to a, and you start the level, and you start shooting and everything, and you only have about 60 seconds in real time. So you, when your guy travels a certain distance or he gets killed, you can go back in time, and you can either pick the same guy or a different guy, but you still get to see your past self running through the level and their bullets still track and hit like the targets while you're new <laughs> time travel person and you can keep doing this over and over again so you have like by the end of the level you have like maybe 20 30 versions of yourself running through the through the stage and the best part is at the end of the level they actually replay everything in real time so you can see where all the time splits happen it's phenomenal i recommend it that sounds fun yeah yeah it's awesome this is like Super Meat Boy. After you beat a level, you get to see all your failed attempts trying to beat the level. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. Is this a single player? It's, yeah, it's only? incredible. Alex. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, it's only single player. But because I don't know how you would do that time mechanic with more than one yeah, player. Yeah, but it does sound complicated. Yeah, yeah, it's really fucking cool. Okay, so get it if it's on sale this Christmas or whatever. Just get it. What platform? Or platforms. Uh, I, I think it's on everything, but I got the Steam version, which is Super Time Force Ultra, and you can unlock different characters with different abilities and stuff. Okay. Uh, cool. Uh, anything else you want to go over? Nope. That's it. Right. For now. So, <laughs> real quick, I brought up Secret Meat Boy. So, never ever told you. So, before my brother let his kids play video games, the first video games they played were over at my house... And the only thing I had that was somewhat, like, kid-friendly was Super Meat Boy, which really isn't, but eh. I let him play that, and they were terrible at it. They had, they had never played video games before, so... <laughs> well, yeah. A, a game that's all about, you know, Twitch mechanics and all this, I had nothing... The other day, they came over, and they wanted to play it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, you guys are probably pretty good at it now. And they were, they were a lot better than they were back in the day, but still, Uncle Jeff had to come in and beat some levels for him. <laughs> Save the day. Still got it. Jeff, you had to... Jesus Christ, oh, Scott. Jeff, what are you doing? Scott, that's the most inappropriate thing <laughs> you've ever said. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't say it. <laughs> I don't even know what to say after that. I mean... Time to take a Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we're just going to pull the ripcord right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what else you got, Scott? Oh, that's it. Or is it my turn? I, I think anything you want to talk about, Jeff, besides the... Uh, no, otherwise, I watched Die Hard, which is the annual tradition. Still great. Still holds up. I also watched 8-Bit Christmas, something like that. Okay. It's a, it's a new thing on HBO Max, and uh, it's starring Doogie Howser um, and a bunch of kids. It's basically... A retelling of Christmas story, just you know, now we've moved up thirty years, forty years, whatever. So he's telling his daughter about the time he really wanted a Nintendo, as opposed to getting the BB gun. Right now, he wants a Nintendo, and it's a whole yeah, backstory okay. about how he's getting that. So it's told in the future, and then back in the past about him and his friends and 
the first kid who had a Nintendo and everyone going to his house and then the power glove and it's some of it they take liberties on but it's it's pretty good um there are some scenes in there uh you know kind of like with the other one with you with you know looking back at your dad and your mom and stuff which was kind of hard for me during what I've gone through last year and stuff but I still recommend it it's a it's a Christmas movie it's fun it's cheesy and it's like I said it's an updated Christmas story it's not nearly as good but if you guys have time check it out okay um cool. yeah yeah that's pretty much all I got. All right. I think we're we're good. All right. Well, then, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we at Hans Shop First want to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.